I'm just letting you know that I am recording you. Thank you. I'm just trying to avoid some legal snags. <laughs> <laughs> can you do that in Texas? I think you can just... There's some states where you can just record. You don't have to tell people. Oh, really? Yeah. Wild. Well, how does that work for, like, if you weren't in Texas? Oh. Hmm. Welcome to the legal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Is that where it's a cold, cold open? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to the brother-sister <laughs> show, where we talk about uh, legalities and such. Yeah. <laughs> how to get it out of sticky situations. Legal snags. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, welcome. <laughs> Let's get straight to it. Movies. We talk about movies. News. Movies. This week we're talking about her. But uh, first, what's up? I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, I'm fine. I'm in San Antonio. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I posted something on her story. But um, I'm working from mom's like work desk thing. So I'm surrounded by a bunch of crafts. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. That's fun. Last weekend I was in Dallas. I live in Austin. Oh. So I've just been traveling to every major city in oh, Texas. Oh, yeah. I, um, yeah, all I need is Houston. The, um, how was the, the bar? Or the. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 went I remember to... seeing pictures, but. I forgot to post about it. I think I posted, like, the the front of it, but I went to a um dunder mifflin like the office themed bar um this place it was in dallas and it was called the whippersnapper but they named it dunder whipland (laughs) for the night um but they're known for doing pop-up bars and so like pop-up themed bars i think they'd done like game of thrones they did one for family guy um and then they did dunder mifflin and it was really cool i wish i would have taken more pictures there was a lot of people though, so I didn't want like, like. Did they have the uh, the banner that it is your birthday? This yeah, is a party. That. I think they had it is your birthday. They had those balloons that are like not even deflated or not even inflated. <laughs> they had them like hanging. They had a bunch of paintings that looked like they commissioned somebody to do. Um, they had just a bunch of stuff from the show. They had a Serenity by Jan. Like her candle, um, I wish they would have had candles. I guess they can't, but um, they had the label and then they had that sign where it says, this man is a pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They just had, yeah, they had a bunch of stuff. They had drink specials. They had food specials. The one that I remember was they had tater tots and they called it Scott's Tots. (laughs) And then I had Oscar's Lemonade and it was really good. It was one of those dangerous, I mean, you don't know yet, but one of those dangerous drinks that it, it tasted just like lemonade. It didn't, I didn't taste any of the alcohol, um, which is dangerous, uh, but. Because then it all hit you. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. It was really crowded. So that kind of sucked. So we were only in there for like, we had like one drink. Maybe we danced a little bit because they're playing some good music. Um, but it was fun. I liked it. I want to go, um, I don't know how often they do these themed bars, but I want to kind of keep track of this. I think I'm going to follow them on Instagram so I can see like when they do it again, because it's right by one of my friends where she lives. So yeah, that was a good time. 
good weekend. Um, it kind of was. It was annoying though, not going to Dallas, but because of the weather. Oh yeah, Texas think, has been kind of wild. Yeah, the world is ending. But <laughs> that's when I texted you because <laughs> I I didn't go on Friday like I was supposed to because it said the weather was supposed to be really bad in Austin and I didn't want to leave my cat alone. And so Sebastian and I stayed and of course it rained and hailed a, like for 20 minutes and then it was done. <laughs> but when I texted you, I guess this can kind of transition into your movie talk and then I'll go. But I know you texted me or mom texted us or something. I knew that somehow I knew that you were at in Cibolo watching um, 1917. Mm-hmm. And when like after you guys texted us that and i guess the movie started because I, I didn't get anything after that i got a notification on my phone that there was uh, a tornado warning in cibolo because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if people here's this is the um weather corner but the there's a difference between a tornado watch and a warning when it says tornado watch it just means like oh there there might be one but we'll just keep an eye out but a warning means that there there's one touchdown and it's headed towards you and oh, so I was like, I didn't oh, they don't, yeah, and they don't even, I was like, oh, shit, they don't even know. They're in a fucking you movie theater. Funny? Just, and it's, it's a loud movie. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like bombs are going off and we don't even know. We think it's a part of the movie, but it's like the theater is actually getting like torn up. <laughs> I know. I had a, like a vision of y'all uh, just watching like, man, this is a really good sound. <laughs> everybody, there's like people crying outside and running and yelling. <laughs> no, it's funny because we walked out and I was like, yeah, Libby said that there was like a tornado warning. And then we looked at, outside, it was perfect. It was like a nice night. Well, that's the thing, too, about tornadoes. Yeah. I'm not saying, I, I probably didn't touch down wherever y'all were because it, I don't know. Cibolo seems small, but it's probably a little bit bigger. I don't know. Either way, whenever tornadoes happen, I don't know if you see videos of them, but when they pass through, it's fucking terrifying. But when they go away, that it's perfectly fine. It like rains yeah. a little bit, maybe, but. So even if there was, I don't, there probably wasn't, it was probably just really bad weather, but y'all probably would have never noticed. Um, <clears throat> we had a good time watching 1917. <laughs> I, I like that movie. I, you could, I don't know. It, just go I, into your movies and then I'll go into mine. Okay. Yeah. So the first one was 1917. I, I don't Have you seen this? I haven't. Oh, okay. I want I don't to. give too much away, but. Uh, just about this story, but I, I liked it. Uh, best picture, worthy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, well uh, I don't know. It was a good movie. I enjoyed my time. I didn't really have any expectations going into it. That's why I think that's my. That's my thing. I don't want to go into any movie having any expectations because if I do, they're bound to be disappointed. But if I have none, I'm like, that was a pretty good movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, 1917, that's a pretty good movie. Uh, I did see one tweet about it. This might be a spoiler, but it was very funny where somebody said um, that the biggest... They were like, yeah, the the whole one take thing was cool. But the fact that that kid was like, yeah, my brother looks like me, but a little bit taller and ended up up uh, being Richard fucking Madden. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that part was really funny. (laughs) The gall. (laughs) That's a, that's a spoiler right there. Oh, who cares? Is a spoiler <laughs> that his brother it? is hot? No. <laughs> I know, he's like a... No, he he's does like not a look 10 like and the brother's like a 2. 
Yeah, he looks exactly like me, just a little <laughs> bit taller. <laughs> All right, sorry, go on. Yeah, nineteen seventeen, uh, and then I think before that, I don't know if we talked about this, but I saw a Good Time. You said on, you wanted to see it. Oh, that's right. And then I did. I'm a man of my word. I'm a boy of his word. I saw a Good Time. Man, it's like it's very similar to Uncut Gems in the fact that it's just it doesn't stop. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. stop. It never stops, and. I like their their main characters and, and the way or the Safdie bros and the way that they write there there's almost no redeeming quality of the main character but you still you still like kind of want them to make the right decision but they never do I, I just yeah. I, that's what makes it so interesting to me um and I remember dad dad said he watched it and he was like wow this is just way too intense <laughs> Dad watched it with you, or he watched it separately? No, he watched it separately. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, good time. And then most recently I saw uh, Bad Boys for Life, which, <laughs> yet again, I didn't have any expectations because I hate to admit it, but I've never seen any Bad Boys movie before. I've seen, like, clips, but I've never seen the other two. But this, I this was, like... Was, I didn't know there was two. <laughs> I think so. I thought there was one. No, there is two. I learned that recently, and I was like, "What?" Oh yeah, this was this was funny. This was a really funny movie. I, I w- their their dynamic. I mean, obviously, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are really funny, but just together, they're hilarious. And uh, yeah, I, I want to go watch the the other ones. But you don't really have to know anything. I mean, they kind of <laughs> they kind of tell you what you need to know, and you can kind of infer what, like how the relationships have built. But yeah, it was, it was funny. <clears throat> um, and then last night I saw Underwater, which another that was a not that good movie. No, oh, I would probably really? wouldn't. Rec- I w- probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Mm-hmm. It just felt. I just felt like I'd seen it before. It, there was one interesting part. Just the, <laughs> the sea or the oceans scare the hell out of me. Just same. And that that's like an interesting take on what what could be down there because they're like six miles uh, below sea level or, or something wild and. Just like when you see it, or if you see it at the end, it's just that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be insane if that actually happens. And honestly, it could happen, and we wouldn't even know. We really wouldn't even know. But is okay. I'm probably gonna sound really stupid. Is T.J. Miller in that movie, or am I making that up? No, he is. Okay. Yeah, he, he is in the movie. <laughs> All right. He's I, the I... he's the comedic relief boy. Oh God. Yeah. Is he comedically relieving? Uh, a little, but as much as T.J. Miller can be. Oh, so just, <laughs> he's just annoying then. <laughs> Kinda. I was um. going to. So we're here to. I'm here to like. Well, well. Either way, I I won't say why. I won't disclose. I disclose disclose my location, but I won't say my mission. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna take Homer to a movie. 
And I would, but I was gonna say like me and Sebastian wanted to go see 1917, but he's already seen it. Dang. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe underwater. But I guess if it's not good, but I don't. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. We'll but it's it. also a, a decent horror movie, which I feel like is your up your alley. Is it scary? Because I I didn't think it would be from the trailers. It's supposed to be, and there were some parts where I jumped, but just. Like, they're just jump scares, and it wasn't more than... There wasn't anything more than that. Yeah, we might just take them to Dave and Buster's. We'll see. Yeah. But, okay. Well, is that it? Yeah, that's all. That's all my... That's everything I saw. Okay. Well, I haven't seen... I haven't been to the movies in two weeks, which is surprising. (gasps) I know. There just hasn't been anything, which is not... Like, January and February is really... Are really bad months for especially January, but they're really boring months for movies. Um, so I'm not surprised. I was about but, to say February is not empty. Sonic's coming out, so chill. I know <laughs> I thought of that, and that's why I didn't. That's why I took that out. <laughs> I don't know if I'll see Sonic, but we'll get to that <gasps> later. Um. <laughs> so I so I've been watching a lot of shows, and I have three shows that I've watched. Two movies. Um, the first one was I learned that Sebastian had never seen Walk the Line, which I needed to get. I needed to show it to him as soon as I figured that out. Um, and I think he liked it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like saying all the lines, which I, I know I, I hate when people do that, but I had to. I just I know every line to that movie. I know all the songs. Walk it, it's such the a line. good time. Such a good time. So I loved watching that. Um, yeah. And then we watched... So I have it on DVD. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so when I first put it in... Do you remember... This might be before your time. But do you remember when you would put in DVDs and they would have that like... Um, that warning about pirating movies? Oh, yeah. That's so cheesy. Like you, you wouldn't steal blah 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 like it, it was so dumb and as soon as i put it in smash was like holy shit because <laughs> we haven't seen that in so long yeah. um so there was that and then i saw i also saw good time and i also was very uncomfortable the entire time but like in a good way <laughs> i yeah. it's it is very much like uncut gems and i thought i was that would be annoying like oh they kind of like a one-trick pony thing but i don't i don't think it's a bad thing I like that they know what they want to do and they'll stick with it, but they'll bring something refreshing. You know, I, that, yeah. that reminds me of the other um, A24 uh, white men directors that have been my faves lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Eggers, he's kind of sticking to the period theme. Um, and then Ari Aster is kind of just making everybody uncomfortable at all times. All right. If you, but, you heard it here, Olivia thinks all these directors are one trick ponies. You well, heard it here. in a good way, though. <laughs> but I, I kind of like that they're not. It's kind of that whole. What, I don't know why I thought of this, but with Parasite, where everybody's saying, oh, he's so good at that. He should do a Marvel movie. And he even himself is like, why would I do that? And not because he couldn't do that. I think all these directors could do a Marvel film or the next Star Wars or all these other films. But like, why? If yeah. you're good at something, you should stick with it. And 
And also, like, they could make a Marvel movie. The Safdie brothers could make a Marvel movie, but I would want to make it. I would want them to make it in their style. I wouldn't want them to make it mm-hmm. in any other way, you know? Like, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to be a one-trick pony, especially if you're really good at that trick. And if you've kind of invented that trick. And you know what I mean? Like, I loved it. I also was nervous about the director being in it, but he was really good. And that I think that last scene... And the way the credits rolled and that oh. song, that was like the one of the most perfect endings I've seen Absolutely. to a movie in a very long time. Um, I watched the entire thing. I think any way that a director can make you watch the entire credits, perfection. I also yeah. loved how they did it in the beginning where the credits like never ended. <laughs> yeah, that was um, one thing Dad told me. He was like, man, these, they don't stop. <laughs> and yeah. It's like going on for a long time. They use, that's another thing. They use every fucking second that they can Mm -hmm. and i love it i i do i love that i can see the progression like i think uncut gems is it's a little bit better just because they're that was i think that was their not their first feature but it was the first feature that got a lot of attention but then uncut gems was with like better actors not better actors bigger actors and i don't know i just i like that you can see the progression of their craft Robert Pattinson was so fucking good, though. I already knew that year that he should have gotten nominated for something, but now I'm upset. <laughs> He's very, he very was so good. fucking good in that movie. Anyways, I'm gonna talk about Good Time for too long, so let's move on. Um, good so time for a long time. Oh God. So, um, I've watched two shows on Netflix. The first one I finished called Spinning Out. It's kind of like a a teen drama on but about figure skaters that's basically what it is that was interesting it was kind of the main character i she was i don't really like when i am annoyed by characters a lot like good time does it well where you hate everything he's doing but you're kind of like for in for the ride this show i hated everything she was doing and i that just made me hate her you know like i didn't I don't know. You you need to watch the show, but it was it was good though. I liked. I was interested in the story. I was never bored. Um, a lot of the characters annoyed me though, and the choices that they made. Um, yeah. and I'm watching one now that I've heard a lot about, called Cheer, and it's about a cheerleading team. It's it's a spinning out is a fictional show. Like it's it's has like characters and actors and stuff. Cheer is a docu series. And it's about a um, a cheerleading team that's like one of the best in the country in Corsicana, Texas. They're they're a community college, right? They're not even a... uh, yeah. yeah, but they're still one of the best co- or one of the best collegiate teams, cheer teams. Um, and it's really stressful because cheer like cheerleaders get hurt all the fucking time, and I hate watching people get hurt like that. Um, but it's it's actually really good. I thought I wouldn't like it. But it's very entertaining. Um, I'm rooting for all of them because they're now like making the cut to who will go to competition. Um, so yeah, and it's real stakes. So you know, like it's not just uh, oh, I want them to win, but like at the end of the day, it's not real. Like this is real. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I've heard I like nothing it. but good things about it. I really like it, and I tweeted. <laughs> I realized that I tweeted that. I wanted to start doing this thing where I put like now I see film Twitter put hashtag NW and then what they're watching like now watching her oh. or whatever. 
I don't know why people do that, but I just I was like, oh, I'll do it. And then I, I realized did. I didn't put my like little signature, so it could have been you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's me. Well, I sh- you should watch it though. But yeah, so just so people can I guess see what we're that when we don't we watch a lot of things. I don't know. That's and a I good guess, idea. Well, and they also reply in their thread as to what they think and. Um, so I'm gonna start doing that just to be more active and people can see that and maybe they'll reply and see what they think because I like hearing what people think about the stuff we watch yeah speaking of uh, Twitter our handle is a bro sister show (laughs) (laughs) put it out there thank you okay and then this is us is back baby yes Sorry, and mom. Better than We're ever. gonna talk about it. Does she not like when we talk about this? Is us? No, she's. Well, <laughs> uh, when I was, I forgot where I was, where we were going, but we listened to it. Uh, the the one of the episodes, uh, like our podcast, where we were talking about this is us, and she turned <laughs> back to me and was like, "I'm so disappointed in you guys." <laughs> she, she hates that show. I don't know why. Why? It's, beautiful. it's, it's good. Amazing. God, whatever. Whenever I see her come, or whenever I come and I see her watching uh, something, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, she watches that <laughs> high school musical show and then she's oh. judging This Is Us. How dare you, ma'am? Watch, I'm gonna get a text. That show's good. <laughs> <laughs> this Is Us is very good. And this season premiere is very good. Well, Toby's a fucking liar. <laughs> it's not a new season. It's just. Oh, not new season. New. Uh... Or mid-season, it's, yeah. Yeah, mid, mid-season, mid yeah. Yeah, if you don't watch that show, you need to watch it. And, I, and you, I, or you need to fast-forward to this part, because we're going to talk about it for at least 20 minutes. <laughs> no, not 20 minutes. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe five. But I... It's just... It, like I said, every time I get into an episode, I'm like, I feel like there's going to be one where, where it's a dud, where I'm like, I don't care. Or it'll be like what The Walking Dead used to do, where they would be like filler episodes until they yeah. get to the, the season finale. But this episode shook. They Absolutely. all hit hard. Every storyline, yeah. Every scene. Oh, the way they ended it, the way Kevin. Oh, uh, do you want to just like talk about it? Like, talk I do. About yes, it? I do. Bro, when Kevin. Like, I knew something was up, because obviously... Too good to be true. Yeah, yeah, And then she was just like, I can't... I thought she was like... I thought she was... I, honestly, I didn't know. Like, until she said it. I knew she, she was it. married. I knew it. Um, I thought she was going to say, oh, I just can't. It's like, it's too fast, and you're too, uh, like, famous for me. But no. that It's even more messed up. I wouldn't even have thought of that, which is <laughs> insane. Yeah, but I think he he's a little, I don't know, he needs to, he's also has like work to do. I don't want to make it seem like it was all her. What she did obviously was fucked up, but for him not to see that there was something wrong, like the fact that she kept getting texts from her mom, sure, okay, I bet she's, that would have been suspicious to me. And the fact that he didn't see that already shows to me that he doesn't really actually like even though they didn't they knew each other for a couple of hours he doesn't actually care about her because he didn't notice these things yeah so 
I wasn't I didn't feel too bad that he didn't get, you know, his the love of his life from her. And I figured it would be either his his ex-wife or that girl that he slept with, that that vet. Oh, I, oh I, my gosh. That was so he, confusing your text. Cuz you said vet and I thought you meant like the veterinarian, like a vet. <laughs> like a vet vet, not a veteran. No, a veteran. Jesus. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Yeah, I want him to be with her. I don't want him to be with his ex-wife. And that's who called him at the end of his storyline, was his ex-wife. Yeah. And I I don't... You know what? Just, like, don't even call her back. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why I don't like her. I, I it's, it's not that I don't like her. I just... Why... She moved on. Isn't she, like, engaged to somebody else? Or yeah, but not anymore? There has to be a reason that she's calling. I I don't know. Maybe. But we know he's going to get engaged to somebody and he's going to have a baby, so. Yeah. And Randall's, Just... man, that, that storyline, insane. That was so confusing, but I kind of like that they did that. Because, yeah. I, like I said, I think when whenever he got home and he was saying hi to Beth, that's when I was, because I watched it during work, and that's when I was like, okay, well, I'll just, like, focus solely on, like, doing my work. Um, cause sometimes I'll like look down, but it's kind of a show that you, they talk a lot. So you just have to listen to them. They do. Um, and so I was like, while I was, you know, working and then I heard him breathing, but I thought he was having like another panic attack. But I then mean, I was like, no, sure that, that sounded weird, but it, but I, it's, it was weird. And I was like, why would he do that? And so like, I thought he was just waiting to say hi to Beth, go downstairs and then have his little moment. But then, <laughs> then I rewinded it and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, Kayla said she knew from the from as soon as or she was okay. This is what she said. If I'm wrong, I'll identify. I'll I'll uh, let everyone know next week or next episode. <laughs> but she said that she was she thought to herself like, oh, what if something happened to Beth and and his kids like when he got home? Not that. So she like had an inkling that something was gonna go hap- like r- go wrong, but she didn't know exactly that there was gonna be someone in the house trying to rob him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Which <laughs> is kind of wild. Either way, I don't I, know what's gonna happen. I know it feels so random, but I mean that shit like happens randomly i don't feel like i feel like there's more to this uh, there's always more to the story but i may i don't think like it's somebody trying to rob him it could be someone uh because he's a councilman it could be one of his uh, constituents maybe or maybe they didn't want to rob him maybe they wanted to hurt him and maybe he will get hurt (gasps) i mean we don't you know i'm saying they're like they don't like what he's doing that's not do a spoiler. We? We, we do because they had flash forwards with him and when he was older with him and his daughter. That's true. I mean, he could get hurt. One of his. That's what I mean. The other daughters could die. We haven't <gasps> seen Deja. We haven't seen uh, Tessa's the older one, right? Yeah. The oh man, if that younger one dies. Oh, if the, I ooh. The, no, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, we don't know. We also don't. We haven't seen Beth in the other ones too, because they said, "Are you going to go see her?" But she could be in a grave. Oh. Oh. I'm so stressed. Bro, if Beth dies, 
Oh my gosh. I'm so invested. And the thing but, is, okay, like, but if he die, if she dies, he. Oh my god. I mean, I know like husbands love their wives, but he like loves her. Mm-hmm. He would be like done. Devastated. I don't think that. I don't know. I, god. Maybe she just gets stabbed. Did he have a gun? I, he had something in his hand, but I couldn't tell what it was. It looked like a knife. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a knife or a gun, because if he had a gun, there's no way. Because <laughs> after, after the they show like a preview, and he was like, Randall said, uh, you're not going to get past me, or something like that. <laughs> if he has a gun, he's going <laughs> to get past you. <laughs> like, come on, Randall. Why would he... Ugh, I don't know. That's why it makes me think it's not a it's not a robbery, because... If he would say that, why would he want to go upstairs and yeah, go yeah. to like his his wife and kids? Oh my god! Or even the adopted one. Is that Deja? Yeah, that's Deja. What is the little one? I don't. I don't know. That's what I was asking. Oh god, I don't know. I could definitely see it being one of his constituents just mad at him for. What did he do though? <laughs> He's like barely in his office. <laughs> He's an outsider. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything, does he? Not that I've seen. Oh, I don't know. Okay, we have to move on. It's stressing me out. But we'll see. Next time we'll catch up about it. That'll be... Uh, oh, yeah, it'll be next episode. We'll come out. I only yeah. have two shows. I'm, I have cable, but I don't have DVR, so I'm like an old woman where I set alarms so that I can like oh watch the shows. I have two shows that I do that for, but now I have to add this one because I was going to watch it just on Hulu the next day, but I have to watch it live now. No, you have to watch it live. Oh, but I can't. Okay, that's why. I was going to watch it live last time, but I watched Shit's Creek and that doesn't come on a um a streaming service the day oh. after. Uh, it's okay. I'll watch them both at the same time. I can't. We'll figure. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out together. <laughs> it's really funny because, uh, last last word. Not on the show, but while we're watching it, because we're watching it live. Uh, Kayla's never had, or she hasn't had cable since she was like five or in the fifth grade or whatever. And she was like, "Why are there so many commercials?" And I was like, "This oh my is God. this is cable." <laughs> This is just Ugh, get used to it. This I is... hate your generation. <laughs> I know it's it's. Uh, that I, is I'll, a. That's a tangent for another time. That is a very generational thing, though. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it a different time. <laughs> different time. Okay. All right. So now for our pick this week, her, which came out in 2013, um, and I'll start this conversation off with. Um, just some, not fun facts, but just like, uh, what is the basics of this movie? Um, yeah. So her, like I said, came out in 2013. It was directed by Spike Jones. Um, the principal cast is Joaquin Phoenix, who plays, um, what's his name? Theodore Twombly. Twombly, yeah. <laughs> which is the best last name I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams, um, which plays his friend Amy. Scarlett Johansson, which plays the O.S., and Rooney Mara, which plays his ex-wife. Um, and two of the other credited people that I wanted to give a shout out to, because I was very shook that they were in this movie, is that Bill Hader plays chat room friend number two. Yeah. I, and... 
I don't. I have to listen to it again because I have no idea. I think it's whenever he's laying down and he has like he goes through different people. He's the second one. But it's a girl, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I have to. We have to listen back to that. But so he's chat room friend number two. That's at least what he's credited as. And Kristen Wiig is sexy kitten. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Me neither. Um, yeah, and so. Um, this, oh, I'll go through the plot. So just a general plot of this movie. Um, this came from, I took this from IMDb, but I changed it. <laughs> like I, I, I edited it. I edited it down a lot. Um, and I just changed some of the wording. So Theodore is a lonely man in the final stages of his divorce. When he's not working as a letter writer, his downtime is spent playing video games and occasionally hanging out with friends. He decides to purchase the new OS-1, the world's first first artificially intelligent operating system. Or as the commercial put it, it's not just an operating system, it's a conscience. It's a consciousness. I can't talk. Theodore quickly finds himself drawn in with Samantha, the voice behind his OS-1. As they start spending time together and grow closer, they grow closer and eventually fall in love. Falling in love with an OS-1, as Theodore finds out, is not an easy task. As an OS, Samantha has powerful intelligence that use, that she uses to help Theodore in other ways, oh, in ways others hadn't. But how does she help him deal with his inner conflict of being in love with an OS? Mm. We find out. <laughs> um, and just some quick things. The estimated budget was $23 million, which I think... Is like that. That was kind of what I thought it would be, because it's very the way it looks and you know all the technology and what they had to probably do. Um, yeah. But then opening weekend, it I think this is U.S. numbers, but opening weekend it made two hundred sixty thousand dollars. Um, yeah. I wonder if they were scared. No, that's actually really good for just opening weekend. Oh okay. Um, and then it grows, especially for that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I guess we'll see whenever we start to do this more. Um, and then, I th- I don't know what day, until what day this gross number is, but it's uh, of, it's grossed over $25 million. So it's made its money back and then some. Nice. Um, Not bad. But yeah. And then, just to give kind of what people thought about it whenever it first came out, it had an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 94% in Rotten Tomatoes, and then a 90% on Metacritic. Well, I'm, I'm not familiar with IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, but what's Metacritic? I don't know, but I get the, I hear this a lot, actually. So let me see. Um, it aggregates music, game, TV, and movie reviews from leading critics. Oh. Okay. So, so for example... Um, underwater has a 49%. <laughs> yeah, okay. That sounds <laughs> about right. Cats has a 32%, which seems pretty high. All right. So, yeah. So that's just an overview of the movie. Um, so what we can tell from that is about an operating system. <laughs> so you can kind of uh gleam that it's going to be an expensive movie so and it was made its money back so that means 
without seeing the critic scores, you already know it's a popular movie. People actually went to the movies to see it, which people, which is actually two different things from being a critically acclaimed movie because a, a movie can be critically acclaimed, but it doesn't mean that it's going to, you know, get asses in seats. Uh, but this one did both. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, so just to go over the movie, I have notes. You said you don't, right? No, I do not have notes. I have a quote that I really enjoy from the movie. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, do you, is, not, do you not want to do it now? Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't. It's just, uh, I think it's when, I think Samantha says this to Theodore. She says, uh, the past is just a story we tell ourselves. Ooh, yeah. Well, what I mean, that quote? is, that's, yeah, that's like a, be- a big part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. the, before, the, I really like the flashbacks. And I guess we can get to this, well, I'll, I'll talk about this now since you brought it up, but, um, the flashbacks kind of tell that a lot. Like if you see the ones at the beginning, whenever he's looking back at the time with his wife, oh. they're re- the beginning is really sweet and they're really nice to each other and you can tell they love each other. But then once it starts to, once he starts to fall more in love with Samantha and he looks back at his relationship, you see the problems. Yeah. You see exactly like you, it, and then the, there's so much beautiful with that. There's, uh, I don't know. We'll move on. I'll talk okay. about it later. Well, if it, I have, I've took notes throughout the entire movie. So if you have thoughts, you can just jump in. Um, and if it sparks anything, but my first one, cause they start off, I think with him at his job, I think I would have loved this job. Yeah. To be able to kind of look, I mean, that's kind of what writers do just to be able to look at, um, what, and I think, too, they, they bring it back with that whole people watching thing, because that's kind of what this job is, is just people watching and then building up a story in your mind of them and writing mm-hmm. it down. I think I would have loved that. And I think it is, too. I love that they gave him this job because it's a very writer thing to be able to tell to tell your feelings in a very beautiful way through other people <laughs> and yeah. not be able to tell yourself. So. He can write these amazing letters for everybody under the sun, but he can't write his own letter is what yeah. I got from the beginning, which kind of comes back at the end. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> this is kind of a dumb note after saying all that eloquent stuff. This is also the most I've been attracted to Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> it's so funny because when he goes on that date with Olivia Wilde's character... <laughs> She you're says creepy, that he's dude. yeah, you're a creepy dude. So, uh, is that your type, creepy dudes? I guess, but that's another thing too. I guess we can get into that later. But I don't. He wasn't creepy. I don't understand why she was like. I don't know. Whatever. That's well, because um, you felt attracted to him. I guess, but <laughs> oh, and I also love when movies. You're supposed to do this in any movie, but when you can tell that they created a world and they knew exactly what kind of world they wanted that to be. And I yeah. described this I described this as an IKEA wet dream. <laughs> is the kind of world this is. It just seems very clean, even the way that everybody dresses. I really loved it and I want to live in it. Um <laughs> Well well, Okay, so the person that recommended this, uh, my good oh, friend yeah. Jason, 
one of his questions uh, for us, I guess he had was, and it, it's like relating to the the entire world that this movie created. Is do you think that our world is similar to the one portrayed in her? I think. Well, so this is kind of a loaded question, in a good way. But I, I think because I think the design wise, our world is leaning more towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, you see companies that are kind of rebranding or places that are remodeling. It's it's very simplistic, just like this movie is. Everything is <clears throat> is like kind of seems to be one color or kind of seems to be re- really clean. And I like that. Like I, I'm a very minimalist designer when I design things. And so, I mean, if you just look at our Instagram, it's one fucking color, <laughs> but of different shades. Yeah. Um, but I, I think our like design wise, our world is going towards that. I can't really speak on the technology because I don't know much about it. But a lot of it seems to be shaping into the. I, I think this movie is what our world is shaping into. I don't think it is just. It is there just yet. Um, I also thought it was interesting that when you go on a subway or a bus, everybody's on their phone, and this one, everybody's talking to their phone. So they're still being social and they're still saying things, but it's to themselves. And you would never see that on a bus. So I well, thought that was interesting. I think I think that's becoming more and more common. Cause yeah. They're talking to the little earpieces. Earpieces. Yeah, yeah. And so, now wireless headphones are just... an AirPod. <laughs> yeah, essentially. AirPods, you got the, the Beats. Raycon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All those that that have microphones and that you can use to just talk to people through through calls, through whatever. I think the next step would be to have. I, I think the, the, uh, the world in her isn't far from where we are today. I think no. that's pretty much what you were saying. But yeah, as far as technology goes, I think it's a. Uh, we're progressing, and it, Spike Jones did a good job. I mean, it's been seven years since that movie came out, and it's looking more and more like that every day. As far as artificial intelligence, I'm not really uh, well-versed in the topic, but I could definitely see something similar. Um, oh, yeah. Future. As soon as it comes out, you, you know there's going to be people that fall in love with their fucking computers. Yeah. I mean... I already love my computer now. <laughs> oh God, let's move on. <laughs> I'm already in a intense relationship with my Service Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, I I like that. I know a lot of people. The conversation around AI is really scary, and people are trying to scare us about it, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's interesting that this is kind of more of a. Um, it is a um, cautionary tale, I think, but it, it's more of a whimsical one, and it kind of gives AIs a little bit more credit than kind of an ex machina would, where they're all just in for themselves and evil. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I liked it. Um, but going back to the human relationships in this movie, I feel like I like the weirdness that they show when people, when you become intimate with somebody and you have that relationship with them, you have, like, weird shit that you just say to each other, and that part where she, like, is acting like she's choking him and tells him, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I mean, especially I don't do that, but there's, like, just weird stuff that 
like weird jokes or just things that you say to each other that is very to everybody else looks really weird but when i saw that i was like oh i can kind of see how that evolved to that mm-hmm. and he it was really, just laughing yeah and it felt like a um that was a good way to make a f- couple feel real like it made the f- world feel more lived in because mm-hmm. i could kind of make that backstory of them so that's one thing i really like and i i really love when um when you see not just couples but also friendships in movies where they ha- they say something to each other and there's an understanding and the audience might not understand what that means um i could see a lot of people seeing that and being like why is she saying that to him that's very weird mm-hmm. but it's a it's a relationship thing where you just have like a shared language with each other yeah agree oh <laughs> And then the chat scenes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I went. I just kept thinking, how awkward must that be? That is, ugh, I don't know. I wonder too if they had the people in the room. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. Or recorded it and played it over. Either way, very awkward. awkward. I thought it was very funny though. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And then Oh, and then now I'm at the part where he goes he he gets the OS. So he sees the commercial and he's kind of interested in it. Um and then he gets it. And I think the the questions that they ask him are very interesting. Where they ask mm-hmm. him if he's antisocial or if he describes himself as social or antisocial and it has, they ask about his relationship with his mother. Yeah. This is the only two questions they ask. And then they make this operating system. So it's very interesting to me that they ask that. I wonder, my two questions were if they only ask that, or is it already smart enough to tell? Like, he he obviously has intimacy issues. Mm -hmm. And the issues that stemmed with his wife probably came from his mom. Like he said, I think he said, like, oh, yeah, sometimes she'll ask me how I am, but she just wants to talk about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was in, yeah. So the, just the fact that they asked those two questions was like really interesting to me. Yeah, and uh, another thing that Jason was talking about, and the reason that he recommended this was he said that he he uh, or he suggested this film because of the interesting relationships between the human characters and the AI partners. And that was something I was thinking about too. Is uh, just that th- just throughout the entire thing entire movie because those questions were so random and they felt obviously they asked them for a specific purpose i wonder if by answering those questions they were able to create a piece of software that was supposed to fall in love with him that was supposed to have a relationship with him and help him with that because essentially they just wanted they like are advertise it as something to help you, you know, like a piece of software that that and that's all uh, applications are. It's just supposed to make your e- your lives easier and to help you with things. And so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I would I would think that it it creates a, a software that you need. So I I don't think they it automatically just creates one for you to fall in love with i think it creates one like because he he needed somebody to fall in love with 
So it made that. No, no, like the other way around. It created a software that would love him. Mm. It, it would. It created an OS that would be there for him. That would, would fill that gap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would think so. Because I mean, what then? What would what would have happened if he would have asked for a male voice, or if he would have said he was social? Yeah. Or you know, so I. That's it. Yeah, it kind of still brings that like choice of, or that question of, did they actually love each other? Because she, sure, she was kind like she's an AI, so she can do whatever she wants. But that was her purpose, and when when she mm-hmm. couldn't fulfill that purpose anymore, she left. So like, I don't know. It is interesting to me, but I, I think it did its its job. You know, like he fell in love with her but then he like she said i really like we're jumping a bit but whatever i like at the end when she said when he was like well we fell in love and she said well now we know how like now he knows how to love somebody and to be in love and to stay mm-hmm. that way and i really loved that line because i that's i think that's the whole purpose because they're doing they're just doing what relationships do in real life where some people are not meant to be together forever but you learn from that person yeah but this was just an artificial way or not artificial way i don't know it's very yeah i think that's the part that i'm that's i'll think about for a very long time is someone could have easily not easily but they could have because there was millions of people programming this operating system they could have just simulated all of that like it's all just simulated emotion and and at what part yeah. does it become real like was she uh, was she real i don't know yeah but this also very... but people people can do that too though you know people can fake shit so that's that's the that's the scary thing about that's just a scary thing about falling in love in general is that you have to trust that that whatever they're saying to you is real and you don't you don't know that unless they show it to you or unless you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that I don't know. I think it's just a little bit it's it's fast paced in this way because for one she is an operating system so at the end of the day she she does th- what his mother didn't do was cater to him mm-hmm. and she catered to him and she cared about him and she but and another thing too is that. What his wife didn't do was always be there for him. And she was literally always there for him. So she filled all these, like, needs that he needed. But then if, like, as a person, can you imagine being with somebody that you needed to always be there for? I mean, and you do want to always be there for somebody, but physically, where every time they needed you, they called you. And it was that no matter, like, what hour of the day they had to. Or, you know what I mean? Like, or if they needed you to read their emails for them. And you had to do that. Like, that's exhausting for a person. Mm-hmm. And so even though she's an art- artistic... Art- well, I can't even... <laughs> <laughs> artificial artificial intelligence. <laughs> I can't... It's a, that's a really hard word for me to say. Artificial even intelligence? AI. Yeah. yeah I can't say artificial. I keep saying it weird. You I'll just, just say it. I, I know, but I, I had to think about it. I can't Whatever. just say it. But I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, even as an AI, she's fake right like that's what the word is means but like 
she can she's still a consciousness so she it's she can still get exhausted by it mentally yeah. maybe i don't know but i don't know that because i don't know an ai <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but i just he he was too needy Mm-hmm. And I think he figured that out maybe at the end. You could kind of see him pulling away because he knew that he needed her too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I think uh, <laughs> earlier you said that like a uh, love, like you never really know if someone loves you. And the, I think it was, was it Scarlett Johan or Samantha or Amy that said love is. Uh, accepted or socially accepted insanity or something like that. Oh, that's Amy Adams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then my next one. Oh, <laughs> and he was back at his job, and I was thinking, I really like his job. Like, I like the idea of it, but it makes me judge the people that use it. Yeah. Because I personally love writing letters and I think I would I would never I don't know I, if, if I found that somebody was giving me letters like sending me letters and they were that beautiful and then I found out that somebody else was writing them for them that I wouldn't like that that would kind of hurt my feelings yeah because then you just you're it kind of takes away the the oh, what's the word personal element yeah like you didn't you just paid someone to do it and somebody is it's not a computer but it's it's still somebody that doesn't it's kind of like he's like a samantha to somebody else like he's well not really but he's he's giving these love i think he's giving these messages that he really believes in but he doesn't know these people yeah it's uh it'd be weird to find that out that someone else has been has because all those letters are pretty intimate and yeah. shared really like the minute details of relationships. And I'd, I'd, I'd be super offended if, if someone else was let in on that, you know? Yeah. And also me- as a writer, I would be I would be furious that I couldn't write that well. Yeah. I wonder if if that's how like someone got caught. Like you have never written like this before. <laughs> I know how you write. This is not it. Um, oh, <laughs> and then one of my favorite parts is whenever he's playing that game and that little guy comes and he's like cussing at him. Oh. <laughs> that yeah. was the voice of the director. Yeah, it was. And I was thinking, too, if I made a movie like this, I would I would 100% want to be that voice. Write in, write in the character just for you to... Yes, just to cuss and yell at him and... I, I too. <laughs> my favorite part though was when he was looking at pictures of um, when Olivia Wilde was there, and oh. he, like it was his day, and he was like, "She's fat." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, <laughs> the next part is when he goes to Amy Adams' like apartment, and I don't know if I guess it's her husband. Every okay, so all the men, <laughs> their pants are so high, but his are up to his fucking nipples, dude. <laughs> His are so yeah. high. It bothered me. Oh, and oh my gosh. I so- also loved when they sh- when <laughs> she showed their documentary. <laughs> 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 just like, uh... like, um... 
is she gonna wake up at some point or <laughs> and i said that that part when she shows the documentary and they're just staring like what is going on that's gonna be me at south by <laughs> You're, you're the only one who doesn't get the movie you're like uh, you know everybody's I... like crying and i'm like what <laughs> speaking of south by real quick <laughs> a um so oh wait did i did i talk about the schedule being out last time no, no it came out this week um i could talk about it later but well all i'll say is the schedule came out and there is one documentary um that i put on my favorites where <laughs> it's about a um it's about a race but it's only electric cars oh that's cool i know but it doesn't sound like something i'd be in i'd be into but one of the producers is leonardo dicaprio and if i have a chance to be in the room with him (laughs) i'm gonna watch that documentary even though i'll be probably bored as hell but yeah okay um Oh, and then they had other flashbacks. I also loved that some of them didn't have any sound; that it would just it was just music. Bro, that that was my favorite part of the movie. I know, <clears throat> and I I usually hate flashbacks. I think they're so cheap, and I I just hate them. But these are so good. And that and that is the most perfect way I think to show a flashback but but because when you think of a memory there's no you don't have any you don't have Hans Zimmer directing or uh, composing <laughs> music for your for your memories yeah. it's just nothing and you just remember I, I don't know it was just if I, I felt that bro I felt that it captures the feeling though because I think a lot of memories are not really they're images and stuff but it's mostly feelings yeah, and the music captures that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, another music, pet peeve. Oh, sorry. The music is beautiful. Can we get into that? Yes, uh, that's you on say my. Your pet peeve and we'll... Yeah. Okay, that's my next note. But so, well, yeah. One of the, another movie pet peeve that I have is I hate when they do people watching because they never do it right. Oh. <laughs> but this one I actually really liked a lot. Um. I just thought he was really spot on with, and, and, and it makes sense. Like I said, his job is basically people watching, mm. and it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like annoying. I really and liked the little, it. The little safety pin that he put in his shirt to. Oh to yeah, the see. details. Oh man. Um and oh and my next note was asking what your thoughts were on the music because I remember Sebastian loving it. Well, I'll get to Jason's thoughts. Um. So he really liked. The color, which we'll talk about in a little, but oh yeah, he really liked. Oh, let me bring it up. I had it, but where'd it go? The the music. He he said that uh, he loved that about the film was the mu- was the sound. The music played, uh, or the music that was played was played to emphasize certain emotions, only to fade away to be abruptly cut into silence, which happens. Uh, I think ma- a majority of that happens whenever they're. Uh, whenever the flashbacks do happen, especially when the he's signing the divorce papers, when they meet up and they're signing the divorce papers, mm-hmm. and there's music playing, and it just cuts whenever he sees her about to sign, and then it cuts to um, them arguing and or not arguing, but like them 
at the early stages of the relationship or what you can imagine them to be uh, in their first couple of, like the honeymoon phase of their relationship. Mm-hmm. The music, I am very, very sad. It's not on Spotify, but I have already... Is it not? No, not all of them. Some of, like the, one of the best songs, the moon song that they play when they are on their little vacation uh, on the ukulele, that's on Spotify. But the best, the best piece of music that I've heard in a very, very long time is the one, is the photograph song. Yeah. Uh, whenever she says something like we don't have any pictures together because obviously she's an AI but she says that that song is like their photograph because it's it captures what they what they where they were in their relationship at that time in their lives and that that piece is I can't recommend you guys listening to it enough it's on YouTube just look it up I also like the uh, beach one. The beach one's really good. And uh, all the score, I think, was composed by Arcade Fire, which really? is wild. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think. I could be wrong. But I know that they did definitely had a song in there. But I think they composed like those piano pieces. Mm-hmm. Please let us know if I'm wrong. Well, I don't know. Um, oh, and talking about the signing of the divorce papers, um, I feel like that was a big shift for him because mm-hmm. I noticed this time when I watched that whenever she was signing, she paused and he kind of like, it looked like he was hoping she would change her mind. Yeah, that's what I was like thinking. He, he made a face and then that's when I was like, oh, he. I think he, now he realized that that Samantha girl, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely hit him after, and he was just yeah, kind of aloof. Well, and one and the one thing too is that what I noticed right after that is I reflected on the flashbacks, and him and his wife were super affectionate in a yeah. very like they were really, I put they were really handsy, <laughs> so <laughs> they would always like be touching each other. They they were just really every time they would show. Um, a flashback. They were always like hugging each other or holding hands or something. And he, he, I think he needs that. And yeah. obviously, Samantha can't give him that. She uh, tried. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was weird. Yeah, I, I understand the intent of you know having somebody like come in and be a surrogate for that, but that that's really weird. Yeah. I see why he was, like, uncomfortable, because I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And another note, which I really hate that I made, but I have to say it. Her walked so Jexy could run. Do you remember that movie? You did not. You did not. The Adam Devine one? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I had to. (gasps) That's where she went. (laughs) (laughs) That's where where Samantha left. She's... (laughs) She went... To oh go mess God. up Adam Devine's life. Oh man, he's making some choices that I do not <laughs> understand. <laughs> man. Um. <laughs> oh, and then I love every scene with Amy Adams' character. I loved it. She is the perfect. If you, 
if you want to show somebody how to be a friend, you just you'd need to just show that movie and the scenes that she's in. Oh yeah, because she never, yeah, and she never judges him, and even Chris Pratt's character too. The fact oh, that they so all funny. went on a date, he was, I forgot he was in this movie, Me and too. the fact that they went on a date with her and they like they never were like weird about any. I just loved it. Everybody was so I I I'm under or I'm thinking maybe that. It was like more of a um, once those OSs came out, it was more common that that would happen. Or maybe oh, yeah. they had one themselves, so they were like, "Oh, I guess I can see how you could fall in love with one." But I just thought that everybody in the movie was just so nice, and yeah, Amy it's... Adams was like I said, she was a perfect friend. She was she let him nap <laughs> while she was working, and I don't know. I just she never it, never once did she be like. Well, you know you're falling in love with the computer, right? This can't last. She would just always there for him. Yeah. And my favorite part, or, like, two of my favorite parts is when uh, Chris Pratt is, like, introducing his girlfriend. And he's like, oh, yeah, we should go on a double date sometime. And then you can tell Joaquin or Theodore is like, uh, like, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then uh, and then he's, he's like, oh, uh, well, Samantha's an OS. And then Chris Pratt's like, Oh, okay, cool. So maybe we can go like like he just not even bothered. Doesn't so miss a beat, yeah. Yeah, and same thing for uh, like you can tell that there were not so much for Chris Pratt, but you could tell Amy was a little bit like that's okay, okay. But she was still like you said, a really good friend. But something. And I even when he wasn't like, I mean. Not to say that he he didn't have much of a reaction to a documentary, but he could have been a little bit more supportive. Yeah, he, <laughs> he left so like, fast. Yeah, but I don't know. That was more of a thing with her husband, though. He was kind of an asshole. But oh, that uh, Photoshop picture of him being a, being a monk. So bad. Uh, oh, so bad. Uh, I forgot about that. Oh, and then this is for my six. Uh, well, I can't say succession. My succession hive. Um, Logan Roy was in this. He was. I don't know. The, I don't know. No, I don't know the actor's name, but he. Um, do you remember whenever she was like, "Do you want to talk to my friend?" And there was like some man. Yeah, yeah, was a philosopher, like an old yes. philosopher. Logan Roy himself. He had a a cool voice. Such a good voice. I yeah. I recognized him and I heard. Oh, and then now we're going to the part wherever he realizes that she's talking to other people. Um, and then I <laughs> said, what a whore. <laughs> she, he asked if how many people she's fallen in love with. She said 641. A bitch was busy. <laughs> 641 people, girl. That's a well, lot. It is. But... That okay, so that brings up uh, Jason's last question: Is how much of an impact can almost human AI have on how we define relationships? Ooh, perfect segue. By the way, just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't. I feel like that is such a crushing thought, though, to think that you're. I think the biggest thing is that there's no um you can't feel unique or you can't feel like you know what i mean like whenever whenever you do fall in love with a human person <laughs> you know like this is 
I'm the only person, well, for the for the most part, like I'm the only person they're in love with. Like this is the our relationship that we have right now is unique to us. Mm-hmm. And to to find out that that's not the case, and not only is that not the case, but it's 641 other people are experiencing that same thing. And maybe those relationships are different, but I I still understand. And she was trying to say that. I think she was trying to say like, well, they're not like you, but like you can't. That's not believable. Yeah. I can't I, I couldn't fathom that. And I think that's the thing is that AIs can do so much that our minds can't fathom. I can't I can't fathom falling in love with six hundred people and being in a relationship with them at once. And so I think that's where the buck stops, you know, like you can't you can't do that as a person. I mean do you I think we'll get to a sorry, go you ahead. Under, you understand you go. I just understand being like I know humans are able to be in love with more than one person at a one one time, but six hundred, you know, like that's that's a little much. But what are you saying? Uh, do you think we'll ever get to a point where AIs are are as common as they were in her, and we'll get to that point where? <laughs> Do you think her will happen? Uh, maybe. I think I do see like stuff like Google Homes and Alexas. I do see them becoming more intelligent. Kind of like how I, how I see it is how like Tony Stark used Jarvis. More like that. Gotcha. I don't know if I see. I see people falling in love with that. But I don't see it working as like. Like being able to work out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that happening though. I, 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 people fall in love with like cars. So like you can, if people fall in love with anything. Yeah. Definitely a movie to make you think. Like I, I'll, I'll think about this movie for a long time. Yeah. And this movie, as I was watching it, it, it just felt. It just had that aspect of like it. This movie could have been released yesterday. It could have been released ten years ago, and it's still it's still so relevant. Oh yeah, it's timeless. Yeah. And so, as we reach the end, um, my last two notes are: well, for one, I was very happy that he finally wrote his letter. What a good letter! Very good, very short. Said what he needed to say. Um. Loved it. And then my last note is I love the last shot. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's where uh, they're sitting on the the roof, on the right? Roof, and then yeah. Amy rests her head on his shoulder and then cut to black. Yeah, because you can tell that's the start of something. Yeah. Whether it's just their friendship like blossoming or if they do fall in love. Either way, he'll be fine. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'll bring up is because uh, I want to talk about everything Jason had to say. Yeah. And the last, he said that one characteristic that stood out for him was the color within the film. The world is shown mm-hmm. as gray and gloomy, but Theodore wears red and bright colors that stand out. Along with the seemingly unnatural and artificial light, each scene is unique and presents a viewer with a mood. Yeah. Well, they have no... This is one of the movies where there's no excuse to not know what's happening. 
Like the music, the color, everything is gives you a cue as to how you should be feeling. Yeah. I I don't know if this was just me trying to make stuff up, but I I remember Theodore wore pretty much read the entire film, except for when Samantha left. I think he wore yellow and like more pale colors after oh, maybe. after she left. Might have been Yeah, I have to I have to look back at that. I don't know. Might have been because that company OS one or something was red. Like that was their Ooh. Maybe that did happen. I don't know. Like their their company <coughs> like their their logo was all red and white. I don't know, but this this movie it, it was it's a very distinct aesthetic, and I don't think of <clears throat> maybe a few that look like this movie. I can't think of any on to, on the top of my head, but very timeless yeah. and unique movie. Yeah, a good pick for sure. Yeah. Well, we can end out with some fun facts. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one that was very interesting to me is that an actress named Samantha Morton <clears throat> was originally the voice of Samantha, and she was even present on the set with Joaquin Phoenix every day, like reading the lines. Mm-hmm. But after the filming wrapped and Spike Jones started editing the movie, he felt something wasn't right. And then with uh, Samantha Morton's blessing, he decided to recast the role, and Scarlett Johansson was brought on to replace her and re recorded the dialogue. Kind of messed up. I mean, as long as he spoke with it says with Samantha Morton's blessing, and I mean, I'm I'm assuming she still got that paycheck, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> I do think I as uh, for all the feelings I have about Scarlett Johansson, I think she was good in this movie. Oh yeah, I liked she her voice well. a lot in it. Um, well. next one is that no one is seen wearing a belt at any point during the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> loved his... that. I really like the. Their outfits. Yeah, I want those pants. That go up to your nipples. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, Kylo Ren style? Yes, exactly. Um, And then the last one is the only... It's the only Best Picture nominee that year to not be nominated for any of the acting categories. I get that. Which perfectly segues into our next point or segment. Um, well, actually, last. Do you have any last thoughts about her? Her, I I need to watch every like five, three years because that movie will stick with me for a long time, and the music is one of the best. It it fits so well. Agreed. Yeah. But the reason I'm segueing into that is because I think there is one of those in this. Oh, yeah. So Parasite is also nominated for Best Picture and has no acting awards or nominees. Um, And that doesn't happen a lot. I think also Ford v. Ferrari. I might be wrong. Yeah. That one is nominated for Best Picture and they don't have any acting nominations all right so i thought so we're going to talk about the the last half of this 
pod, we're going to talk about the Oscars. And first things first, disappointing. <laughs> yeah. The Oscars are not the realist because what is going on? I like, okay. And I said this last time, they're always, I'm always going to be mad. I'm going to stay mad and because they don't, they never know what to nominate and they never do it right. Because I just, I mean, there's some ones that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm glad they didn't get a nomination, but I just don't understand how you're supposed to be the, you're supposed to be basically the spokesperson for the spokespeople for Hollywood. You're supposed to have taste. But every time I see these nominations, it, it does the last thing it screams to me is taste. These people have no taste. How? How do you nominate Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? How was Joker the number one nominated movie of this year? Are you kidding me? It definitely should not have been. It it was good, but it wasn't that good, guys. Come on. I don't Ugh. think it was Oscar. Definitely not Best Picture. Best Picture... No. I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should have been there. I don't think Joker should have been there. I really don't. Because it's not the best picture. It's, I mean, the only good thing in that movie is Joaquin Phoenix. That's it. Yeah, I I feel like best picture overall, like everything has to add up to give it that, that oomph, that best picture. It just doesn't do it. No, not, not at all. Honestly, I only like one of the movies that's on here. <laughs> Which I think the rest of them, I'm like that. They were they were like okay. The only one that is truly best picture to me is Parasite. Every part of that movie worked for me. Oh, that Parasite's is the best fantastic. picture. But whatever. Jojo Rabbit for me, best picture. Marriage Story, I don't think. Yeah. So. Honestly, just those two. Maybe 1917. I don't know. I haven't seen some of them. I liked Ford v. Ferrari, but why is it there? <laughs> yeah. Marriage Story is okay. Little Women, it's okay. Jojo Rabbit, it's fine. I don't know. It just every movie's like okay to me. Marriage Story, but only the part where. Oh, wait. I was going to spoil it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> um. So I thought, I mean, unless you still want to talk about like certain categories. Either way, my, my reaction is always going to be the same as just disappointed. But um, I figured we could go through the list. Um, I have Rolling Stone has 12 biggest snubs from the 2020 nominations. So I figured we could go through the list, go through each one. And then we can say if we thought that is actually a snub, like if they were kind of shut out of the, the awards for no reason, or if it's just people being dramatic and yeah. just wanting like uh, empty representation. So, do you have any like thoughts about the nominations themselves that you wanted to say, or did you just want to move to the snubs? Uh, other than Best Picture, not really. Um, I'm glad uh, Lighthouse got nominated for uh, what was it? Best Cinematography. That feels appropriate. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. I was really excited about that. That's all I have to say about those nominations. Also, okay, one I do have to say one thing. Because <laughs> people are... The, one of the things that happens every year is that people from different camps say, like, well, there was no... It's all white people. There's no, like, 
whatever. I, I keep seeing people saying, well, Antonio Banderas is nominated. He is European. That's all mm-hmm. I got to say. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Stop telling Latinos to be quiet. He is not. He's European. All right, let's go on. Um, so the first one is best director. People think Greta Gerwig for Little Women was snubbed. Mm. I think personally if I do agree that they shut out a lot of women that it should have not been all men not because it just shouldn't be all men um, I, I think <clears throat> that there were women that did way better jobs at directing but my I guess my controversial take this year is that Greta Gerwig is not one of them I think Lulu Wang for The Farewell should have totally been in there. And uh, Laureen Scafaria from Hustlers. I think Little Women is just okay. And the fact that people, that she's getting nominated for all these, or people are saying, oh, she's like, should have been nominated. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it was fine. Um, I don't know. I don't think I should be talking about this. You can but, that don't don't do that whole this movie wasn't made for me. It was made for everybody. Well, no, opinion? here here's the thing. I don't really care. But also, I I could see I just don't feel like this movie is uh I don't know, I didn't really I I didn't really feel it's not, anything it's about not it. It's not academy. It's not academy level. I I can agree with that. I, I feel like definitely The Farewell should have been that's a good movie. I, I don't know. I, I think I agree with what you're saying. Oh, sorry. I don't, it's just if you think she was snubbed, like you think she should have been nominated or not. I personally didn't care that she wasn't nominated. For this movie, I don't think so. No. Maybe a different one that she's directed. Uh, I could see Lady Bird. But for this one, no. Uh, she could take Todd Phillips' spot, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if we could replace, I'd replace. Well, that's what I mean. If, if the, the bar already for the, the for the director nominees are mediocrity, so, like, yeah, that was a mediocre movie, so put her in there. Yeah. But, okay, so the next one is, I think, is the most egregious snub that has happened this year. Um, for Best Actress, Lupita Nyong'o for us. Oh, for sure. That's a... That's a crime against humanity. It's a crime against everyone. <laughs> she did so well. And to not even be recognized for it, that's a shame. That's a damn shame. And people were saying, I kept seeing this tweet where people were like, well, in the same year, Florence Pugh did Little Women and Midsummer. Oh, my gosh. And somebody was like, Lupita did it in the same fucking movie. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lupita Nyong'o, I mean, and plus, she has an Oscar already, so just, like, just nominate her again. I don't understand why, well, I do understand, but this whole, like, the, the genre films not being recognized is getting tired. Like, let's just, like, why not? Ugh. All right, so Best Supporting Actress, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Uh, I didn't see Hustlers, so I I don't know. Oh, for me, I think... It, she was good in it. Um, I would have loved for her to get a nomination, but yeah, but she's the wrong color for that. Um, the farewell, 
The farewell for anything is what they're saying. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. At least writing. At the very least. That movie? Or for Nene. Nai-Nai. Nai-Nai. <laughs> She's so funny. Oh, I, she was so fucking good in that movie. I think she was the best. I mean, Aquafina was good, but she was fucking amazing. That movie, it felt so real. I mean, I'm. I mean, it is, but it, it to the fact that it wasn't nominated for anything is it, just annoying. Yeah, like I felt more compelled by this story than obviously. Okay, I say this, but like I. I Joker, we should replace Farewell or Joker with Farewell. Like, I didn't feel as much compelled by the story. And no. I get that it's like. And the fact that I just didn't think about it after. I didn't think about Joker after. But I thought about yeah. Farewell after. Exactly. I, I saw Farewell and it's just, I'm, not, I'm just not exposed to that culture. And it, it it was a good movie to expose people who wouldn't know. It's just a different way of life. And, and I don't know. And it's also still, even though it's a different culture, it's still you can relate to everything that's happening. Yeah. And even if you can't, you don't have to relate to a movie to like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one, which <laughs> I think you'll have some thoughts. Um, for best actor, Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. Oh my goodness! Yes, the fact that Uncut tired... Gems didn't get anything. I'm tired of people <laughs> dogging on the Sandman. <laughs> this is for you, Kayla. Adam Sandler <laughs> is a good actor. Okay. Oh wait, what did she say? She doesn't like Adam Sandler. Oh. My she God. says that he does the same thing in every movie. Oh, I'd like to God. present you Little Nikki. I'd <laughs> like to present you Wedding Singer. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Okay. I will say Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, kind of the same movie. <laughs> okay. Yes, but the, he has range. He does. He definitely does. And he's a funny dude. And in this movie, he was the best actor. And he definitely was. He deserves it so much. And it doesn't matter. He's who else was nominated for best actor? I don't even know. Um let's Because I feel like for best actor you need to be the oh, most okay. compelling character. Um Jonathan Price and Two Popes, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Antonio Banderas in Plain and Glory. Okay, I haven't seen the other... Uh, was it in Plain and Glory? Is it you said? Yeah. And Plain Two and Popes? I, I have heard that Antonio Banderas is really good in it. Why can't they just add Adam Sandler to that list? Why do I, what... Why do I have to replace people? I don't want to. Re- I don't want to replace anyone from that list because I haven't seen the ones I haven't seen. I don't know, and the ones I have seen, I think they're really good. So why yeah. can't we just add to that? I I'd think rather it has to be five. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh. But I, yeah, I'm not mad that Joaquin Phoenix is there. No, I'm he's mad good. that he might win. I'm mad that he might win an Oscar for this movie. Um, 
But yeah, I don't, I, the fact that Adam Sandler, well, and that's the thing too, is that it's like people like Kayla. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and people don't, yeah, people don't take them seriously. And, and that's what's, su- what sucks is that I, I don't think he'll be discouraged in it, but I just don't want him to be like discouraged and branching out like that. He oh, won't, no. but it's he did such a good job in that movie and he wasn't annoying about it like he wasn't not that when Keith Phoenix is being annoying about it but like people are making it seem like he transformed and like did all these other shit like you know that he like did amazing things but like he didn't put his he didn't go outside of his comfort zone that much mm-hmm. because he's known for doing roles like this but Joaquin, or Joaquin Phoenix but Adam Sandler he did something with this movie and like not just him, but like I said, anything for Uncut Gems. Like the fact that like the the kind of environment that they had to direct in and that they were able to still make this movie is insane to me. That's directing. Okay, moving on. Um <laughs> so the next one is the ensemble for Parasite. Which I don't know if you've seen what I put on our story, but I keep sharing stuff from Parasite. Yeah, I've seen. And I put Paris. It's this is just going to become a Parasite stan account because <laughs> I fucking love Parasite, and the fact that not even the that the dad got anything is so annoying to me. Yeah, that entire cast. There was no weak spot in that entire cast. Not even the kid. Oh yeah, not even him. I'm just. I'm so annoyed. The stress from the Oscars are gonna add, are gonna take away like two years from my life. Um. Oh, I haven't seen this, but for best actor, Robert De Niro for The Irishman, he didn't get nominated. Oh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci did. For best supporting, I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Cares? I haven't. I haven't seen The Irishman. Who cares? Um, Dolomite is my name for anything. I also haven't seen this, but mom said it's very good. And that, and I was expecting, and I think everybody's expecting at least Eddie Murphy to get something. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. Me neither. I just wanted to shout that out. Oh, and this one made me mad. Best actor, Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man. No, ma'am. No. He's not, well, really, he's staying home. No, 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 no. I think, well, this article it says it just just because Rami Malik got it for his I impersonation. Don't care. We don't do that <laughs> shit though. <laughs> but we only do that for white people is what I'm saying. And I don't want to like bring this whole thing, but like that doesn't that the fact that just because Rami Malik got it doesn't mean everybody else that plays a famous singer should get it. Just because Leonardo DiCaprio got a career Oscar doesn't mean Joaquin Phoenix should. Do you know what I mean? Like if anybody's getting career shit, it should be Jennifer Lopez, or it should be, you know, like, we're, we're picking and choosing who can do this shit. So just to be like, oh, Taron Egerton can have it, no. I toss him a bone. Yeah, why? He doesn't need anything. Ugh. Oh, best documentary, Apollo 11. Have not seen it. I also have not seen any of the documentary ones. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't watch documentaries that often. <clears throat> I do, but I haven't seen any of them. Um, best animated feature film Frozen 2 I haven't seen Frozen 2 <laughs> this isn't right. so much a snub on an artistic level as it is a shock alright move on um, best original song Spirit from The Lion King 
I don't oh. even know that song. <laughs> Me neither. Well, that was it. Um, I haven't either. I, I think maybe that was the part that I didn't see. <laughs> wow. And I've yet to finish it. So. Oh, that's right. You got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Another thing, too, that people were mad about, or not mad about, but people noticed, is that <laughs> so Cats had a original song, I think it wrote by, it was written by uh, Taylor Swift, I think. Yeah. And that got a Golden Globe nomination, but didn't get an Oscars one. That snub I can stand behind. Would you call that a snub? No. <laughs> Nothing from that Cats movie should ever be nominated for anything. Ever. I still haven't seen it, and I will not. Please. Please Guarantee. watch it. No. I mean, it's it's an experience. I was talking about this at dinner the other day. It's not an experience truly... I want to have. I, I think you do, though. <laughs> yeah. No. <clears throat> okay. So, is there any other snubs that you would like to shout out? Other than Adam Sandler? No. Okay, I have some. <laughs> oh, I can't think of any. I don't um, really know the end of the... Well, I think Midsummer should have had something. Oh, okay. At least for... Well, also, I'm going to pretend that Florence Pugh's nomination is for Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they didn't put her... I think because... So she's nominated for Little Women, but they put her in the supporting actress. And I I think it's one of those things, because it is a very political award show, where they wanted to nominate her, but they did it for that. And if they would have nominated her for Midsummer, not to say they would have, she, but she would have been lead actress. Yeah. But I think her also her, one, her performance in Midsummer is one of the best of the year as well. Um, and also writing for that movie, directing, editing. Like, I feel like maybe not editing, but that no, movie. No, no, for sure. Editing like the sound mixing or editing or is does visual effects fall under editing? Mm, I think visual effects has its own. Oh, well, visual effects midsummer for sure. Also, um, costume and set design. Oh, yeah. The fact that it didn't get costume or set design, they built an entire fucking village. Upsetting. But yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> will end this with a and just me just shouting about the Oscars. But like I said, it's just disappointing. What what the good thing that I have to remind myself about every year though is that people do make those lists of the snubs and people do give support to the people that they wanted to get nominated and then the the conversation you know like the fact that people are talking about the farewell even though people are talking about how angry they are about it that it didn't get nominated at least people are talking about it you know it's yeah. it's in the conversation um and it's bringing light to the movies that were under under seen um, so that people can go see it and be more interested in like, oh, well, maybe I should see this movie because people are making such a big fuss about it. Mm -hmm. That is kind of the thing that makes me a little bit happy. Um, but yeah, all this complaining, though, I'm, I'm fucking fake because I'm going to watch the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Honestly, I just watch the movies I like. I don't care. Yeah, I just I think the thing that annoys me is even though awards are stupid and I understand that it's still 
it annoys me that people think that they can call themselves the Hollywood foreign press or the whatever the no the academy or just any of them any of these voting parties think that they can distinguish themselves as like the the end the end all be all of taste in Hollywood but they still get it wrong you know they get it not only wrong but they get it this wrong that's what annoys me yeah. is that we're awarding films and and actors and people that don't really deserve it because only because it's it's like one of the like it's a politics thing and it's a thing that kind of reflects in just our world in general is if you have the money for it then you can win it that you can just buy things that's the thing that annoys me is that it speaks to a larger problem and i know at the end of the day it sounds like such a petty thing to be mad about Mm -hmm. but all these things that people are trying to bring up about representation these matter and no matter how we talk about it, as long as we're talking about it, I feel like we're still in a good place. It's true. It sounds stupid for me to be so upset that Jennifer Lopez is not nominated for something. But once you're once you grow up in a world that doesn't show you in any any form of media and then you you finally see it and then it doesn't get recognized for the greatness that it is. And then just other people that are could just do something that's mediocre and still get it. Just I think that also reflects in in uh, in life as a minority in general is that you have to kind of just do things. You don't have to just be amazing. You have to be the best, or you mm-hmm. just won't be recognized at all. It just reflects that feeling, and I think that's why people are so upset. At least that's why I'm upset because I recognize that feeling, and so it just yeah yeah. Sorry, you can cut that down a lot. I just talked. No, no, so no, it's fine. You leave. I'll leave it in. Leave it all in. But I don't know. Mm. That I, I just want to explain why, because I know it sounds stupid, but there's a no, method I, I, to my madness. <laughs> I I get that, but then we also have uh, LZ Fisher putting up her own nominations. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And there's also the Independent mm. Spirit Awards. There's other awards that I look to that are that are better at recognizing talent and recognizing who actually is the best in their field so it's okay it's not all going to shit well how do you feel to get a little bit lighter how do you feel about the oscars not having a host uh people uh, are upset but i don't mind it i don't really care if it makes it shorter go for it yeah i i don't know i think they don't need one they really don't do you not watch awards in general? Not really. Not I don't have a place to watch them. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> if I did, I probably or if I had um yeah, if I had a place to watch it, I probably would. But honestly, I don't really care. Oh, it's it's weird cuz yeah, these these people get snubbed, but I appreciate their movies, and I it doesn't it does bother me to a certain extent that they're not getting recognized. Like it'll bother me for the longest time that Adam Sandler hasn't been nominated, but I feel like he should have been. So that's enough for me. Yeah, it'll have to be enough for me, I guess. Yeah. And that's that on that. All right. I gonna be. I'm gonna be completely honest. I forgot I had to pick a movie. Oh, 
I forgot we did that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I forgot. I just picked one as the episode went on, but I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm I'm excited with this one. Are you ready? Is it some? Is it one that's been requested, or you just picked it on your own? Uh, this one I just picked on my own. Okay. Uh, these last two have been. I I want to pick movies that I just want to watch either again or for the first time, or that will force me to watch them. Uh, so this is on Hulu. And it's it's Booksmart. Oh okay. There's some uh there's some stuff I want to talk about the whole like airplane thing that happened where they cut out some scenes. It was also a snub. Yeah. So All I right. guess some snubs. Good movie. It's on Hulu. Watch it for next time. Yeah. If you have any uh, questions, comments, and or concerns, you can hit us on our Instagram, Brother Sister Show, or our Twitter, Bro Sis Show. Brother Sister Show on Instagram, Bro Sis Bro Sister Show on Twitter. And I'm going to be so. We want to ask people more, like for their suggestions more, um, because I really like how we did it this time, where your friend. Um, where you can suggest a movie, but we also have your input because I really want to hear what why people wanted us to watch a certain movie and what questions they wanted us to discuss. So um, I'm going to be doing that again probably after we release this episode, but just be on the lookout on Instagram. Um, and then if we choose your movie and it's on a streaming service and we can watch it, um, then we will be asking you for your input. Um, yeah. And giving you a little shout out. Yeah, thank you, Jason, for picking this movie. I, I'm really glad I was forced to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. This is only the second time I've seen it. Yeah, me too. Beautiful music. So I'm glad. Beautiful everything. Fantastic movie. Thank you again. I though have seen Booksmart maybe three times. <laughs> oh really? I've only yeah. seen it in theater. I saw it twice in theater. <laughs> Dang. Alrighty, yeah. I'm excited. I have a lot to say about that movie too. Yeah, I wanted to pick a, a good one. A juicy, juicy boy. Alrighty. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye.